Okay, good morning, Bashit's Rabbi Kron. So we are on the top of Nun Ahmed Aleph. So we had just been talking about um, a couple of stories that come from this that came from Usha. That um, the two stories we talked about, first one had to do with whether um, one needed to support their daughters in addition to their sons. The second story had to do with where if where if someone I'm not sure story is the right word, but just a situation where if someone wrote their wrote their assets away to their children, if they can still depend upon their children in order to support them, even though they've written off their assets. So now we're starting with another one, which is, it starts with Amr Avilai, it's the third line from the top. Amr Avilai, but Usha is key, they also establish in Usha, Mavazves, someone who gives, who likes to give a lot of tzedakah, he shouldn't give more than a fifth of his assets to Tztaka. Um, we also learned in the same Baraik, he shouldn't give away more than a fifth. Because if you give away too much of your assets, you're going to wind up needing to be supported by the community. And there was a situation where Someone wanted to do this. He wanted to give away more than a fifth of his assets. His colleagues and his friends didn't let him do that. And who were the people that didn't let him do that? Ravi Yesheva. Ravi Yesheva was the one who stopped this person from giving away um, more than a fifth of his assets. For Amalai, and some say the way the story really happened is it was Ravi Yesheva. He was the one who wanted to give away more than a fifth of his assets. And his, his friends didn't let him. Umanu, and who was that? Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was the one who didn't let him. I'm Rav Nachman. They say, Micra, how do we know? What pasta gives us, give us a support to know that you don't give away more than a fifth of your assets? Because it says, Whatever um, Hashem gives, I'll, I'll give Meiser on Meiser to it. So he uses the double lashon of asert a'asrena, like a tenth and a tenth that I will give to you. Um, so therefore, you can learn from this, asert a'asrena, that, you know, a tenth and a tenth is a, is a twentieth, also known as a fifth. Um, but these, these tenths are not the same, because if you have, if someone has a hundred, and they give away ten percent, right, now they have ninety. The next 10% is only going to be 9. It's not going to be the same 10, right? So you start with 100, now you're down to 90. 10% of 90 is now, there's only 9, it's another 10. So I'm Ravashi, Ravashi answers, A'asrenu. Because it uses the word A'asrenu, the way it's, it's worded, but basra ki kama, the two tenths, the two tenths should be the same. So in other words, the, both the first tenth and the second tenth should be applied to the original gross and not to the net. So it should be 10% of 100 and then another 10% of 100. So therefore you, you get to the same story of a fifth. Now this this is the third of three things so far that we've said about Usha. So Amar Avsimi Barashi. All these things that we heard about Usha Mismamos um, Vahokos. They they go, they're going down. In other words, if you um, if you recall the way they were worded, they each of them, the first one had like th- uh, several people that quoted it, the second one had fewer people that quoted it, and this one only had one person that quoted it. Um, if you look at 
Rashi, Miss Mamas or Halchos, it's like you know about a quarter of the way. Now the first one, the way it was quoted is Amar Avilai, Amar Shlakish, Meshurim the Rabbi Yeshua ben Chanina. So it quotes three people. Hashniya Rabbi Rabbi Hashniya Rabbi Elai Amar Shlakish. It quotes Rabbi Elai name of Shlakish, and the third one it's only Rabbi Elai. So it basically is going first three. The first one had three quote three quoters. The second one had two quoters, and the third one had one quoter. Vesimanach, and the simon that you have to remember these three things is ketanim, kasvu, ubizvuzu. That the first one was about support of, of your children, um, whether they're boys or girls. Kasvu is when you wrote away your money. Ubizvuzu is our, what we talked about here, which is where you want to give away a lot of tzedakah. Okay, fine. Another another thing from Usha. Amrav Yitzchak. But Usha is kino. They also said in Usha, Sheyeh Adam Isgalgal Imbino. That someone should be gentle with their um, son until he's 12. Um, so in other words, when he's teaching, wants to teach him Torah, he should do it in a gentle way until he's 12. After that, he can he could um, drive him drive him nuts. So um, not politically correct, but the way this will be explained is after that, he's going to have to basically beat him up to get him to um, to learn Torah. Any is this really the case? Vaha Amrle Ravel Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas Batsir Bibar Shislas Hikabel. So Rav Shmuel Bar Shilas is a, was I guess was someone who was known as like a, um, a, a you know noted educator of the time. So Batsir Bibar Shislas Hikabel. He would say that a boy who's less than six years old don't take them to be your student. Bar Shis Kabel. But once they're six years old. You could take them as a student. The Safilekasora, and you should stuff them like an ox with with Torah. In other words, you just you should just no matter what they want to do, you kind of force feed them as if you're force feeding an ox to fatten up an ox. You teach them Torah and you force feed them. So you might think, based upon this, that you can um, deal more harshly with a child who's older than six in terms of teaching him Torah. So the more answers ain't Safilekasora. Yes, you do stuff the child, you know, or six or more than six, like a, like an ox once they're six years old. But you don't make their quote unquote make their life miserable until he's after twelve. So you teach him a lot of stuff as if you're force feeding him once he's six years old, but you don't really come down on him and force him and whatever until he's greater than six, greater than twelve years old. Or you can read it a different way. Once he's six years old, you start teaching him the, the Torah, the Torah itself. But once they're 12 years old, that's when you start teaching them Mishnah, and that's when you can start um, you know, being more aggressive with them in terms of how you're teaching them. The Amr Abai, Abai said, Amrli Aim, mother told me, in this case his mother isn't his actual mother, but his nursemaid, because his mother had died when he was young. Bar Shislamikra, once a child is six years old, you teach them Chumish. Bar Eser Lemishna, once they're ten years old, you teach them Mishnah. Bar Tlesar Litanisa Meisleisa, once a boy reaches his thirteenth year, meaning once he's twelve years old, then he's ready to fast on a Tanis for a full twenty four hours. Lubitinokes, Bar Tracer, and when she's a girl, when she's in her twelfth year, meaning when she's eleven years old, then she's able to. Um, to fast for 24 hours. 
Okay, um, more things from Abaye. Amr Abaye, Amrly Aim, that my nurse taught me. Hi, Barshis de Tarkele Akrabov. If you're a six year old who was bitten by a scorpion, Biome de Mishlem Shis, on the day that he finishes his sixth year of life, Lochaya, he will not live unless somehow you're able to cure him. Might used to say, what is the potential cure if, if this kid is bought, bitten by a scorpion? Marara the daya kivarte b'shechra. You take the bile of a white vulture and you mix it together with beer, nafshe, and then you rub this on the 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 child v'nashke and have drink some of it together. So you rub the bile on the child. You mix it. With, you have the beer and the bile. You rub it on the child. You let the child drink the beer, and hopefully he's okay. Um, another thing. Hi barshata the tarklezibura, a one year old who's bitten by a bee. Um, well, on the day that he finishes that first year of life, he won't live unless you do something about it. My, used to say, what is the remedy in that case? Take date palm bast, which is some sort of you know woody fiber that grows around the date tree. You mix it with water. You rub it on the child, and give him some of it to drink. So, uh, medicine at its best. Okay, now back to teaching Torah. Amarav Katina. Kol hamachnes es beno pachlis ben shesh. Anyone who starts his child teaching him Torah before he's six years old. Ratzacharav eno magio. He won't be healthy, um, and therefore, no matter what he tries to do, he won't be able to take care of him. So it's kind of warning that it might be too much for the child. Ikad Amri, but some say it in a different way. The other students will try to keep up with him, but they won't be able to keep up with him. So no, so one is basically saying that he's going to be so weak that he won't won't, won't flourish in physically, and the other one is saying, other way of saying it is that you know he'll do so well that no one will be able to keep up with him. Maybe they're both saying the same thing. The child will be weak. But he'll know a lot of Torah. You buy your same, or you say it another way. Ha the chachish. First one, when you're talking about, it, you have to know the nature of the child. If the child is not physically strong, then if you start teaching him Torah when he's too young, he won't be able to handle it. Ha devaria. But if you have a a kid who's you know strong and you know healthy, you know that he'll be he'll be fine. You could start teaching him Torah earlier. Another thing from Usha, Amarav Yosei Bar Chanina, but Usha is Kinu, they taught. Haisha Shemachra B'Nichsei Melog B'Chaye Bala. So Nichsei Melog is where the woman brings property into the marriage. And they, they so they remain with her. She re- retains ownership of it. However, the husband is allowed to benefit from the produce. So let's say she had a field of trees that she brings into the marriage. All the fruits that grow during the marriage, he's allowed. the husband's allowed to benefit for, from, but she still retains the ownership of the property itself. So if the woman sells this nixe below while her husband is still alive, umesa, and she dies, habal motzimianalakokos, the husband is allowed to go and reclaim that property from the people that bought it. So in other words, it says if he retains some level of ownership and he's able to claim it back um, as belonging to him. Ashkechei Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef Rav 
So they Rav Yosef by Yosef once ran into Ravavahu. The Have Kai Uchasu the Usha, and he was standing around the whole group of men in Usha. I guess they were, you know, gathering because apparently they made a whole lot of decrees. Armale, he asked, Man Mara Deshmate de Usha, who is who knows this halacha or, or knows this edict the best? Who knows this this thing about the Malob property? The best. Amale Rav Yosi Brachadine. Rav Yosi Brachadine answered, "Hatana mine arbayin zimin." I learned this forty times so that I would not forget it. The damile keman demanchale bechisa, and it's to me, it's as if I have it in my pocket. Meaning, I've learned it many, many times, and I know it super well. Now back to the concept of whether someone needs to support their own children. So the, the Pasuk in Tehillim says, um, Ashrei is the person who is who is a guardian of justice and does staka all the time. Is it really possible to do tzedaka all the time, constantly? So what does that really mean? Darshu Rabbosenu Shabi Yavne, the Rabbanim in Yavne said, Going back to our original thing, this is where someone um, takes someone who, who gives sustenance to their children when they're young, which we learned earlier, isn't necessarily an obligation. Um, Rabbi Shmuel ben Omer, he says it differently. This is someone who who you know know who takes care of orphans, takes an orphan boy and an orphan girl and raises them in their house, and he marries them off. So the whole time, he's being, you know, he's doing staka for them the whole time. Continuing talking about staka. Wealth and riches are in his house, and charity endures forever. Rav Huda Rav Chista. They each offer an explanation of what this means. Chad Alber Zehalobet Torah Belabda. This refers to someone who learns Torah and teaches it. This is someone who learns Tanakh and teaches it to other people. Um, so, in both cases, they are they are um, sharing their what they have with other people. And one more pasuk: that you're, you know you should you should see your children bear children, and then there'll be peace on the Israel. What does that mean? What's your children? Have children. There'll be peace. Why? You don't have to worry. The children don't have to worry about Chalitza and Yibam because they've had children. There's no concept that they'll have to be subject to Chalitza or Yibam. Rabbi Shmuel ben Nachamni Omer. Once your children have children. Shalom al Dayana Yisrael. There'll be peace for the Dayanim of Yisrael. Why? The low Asila Inse. Because there won't be any disagreement, any argument about about um, who is the heir, who's the who gets first dibs, who gets second dibs, because once you have the children, it's all laid out. So I think with this we'll stop and we'll pick up Mirza Shem tomorrow. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.